Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, now celebrating its 10th anniversary. This show is brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature Disney wedding updates, money saving tips, and interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney couples. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates 10 years of romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Jessica Doran about her wedding at the Wedding Pavilion with a reception at GN Lounge and a dessert party in France at Epcot with a ride mix-in on Soarin'. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she chose all of these locations and how she planned everything and how it all turned out. So welcome, Jessica. Hi, how are you? I am great. Thanks so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I would love to start at the very beginning and find out how you and your fiance decided you wanted to have your wedding at Disney. Okay, so anybody that knows me knows I am obsessed with Disney, so there's no shock with that. So I knew from day one, I mean, when, since I was little that I was going to have a wedding in Disney, I always told my dad, I'm going to get married in Disney one day. And he's like, yeah, okay, I'm sure you are. <laughs> and then, you know, years went by and I found Ryan and Ryan is, we've been together for 12 years now. So it's been some time. So he knows and everyone knows how much I love, love Disney. So Disney's always going to be the place to me. It's truly, truly my happy place. So I knew that my dream spot was going to be Disney. So that, I guess he just was, he's along for the ride. That's how we're going to put that. (laughs) (laughs) So it sounds like your family was prepared. How did his family and your friends react when they found out where the wedding was going to be? I'm going to say it was no shock to anybody. Since we've been together for so long, it really was no shock. Everyone pretty much knew at that point that it was going to be in Disney. Ryan's family, they actually, his mom and dad flew in for the proposal. He he proposed in 2019 at the Polynesian, which is my favorite resort. So he proposed there while we were watching fireworks, the happily ever after. So happily ever after means a lot to Ryan and I just because of that. So they know how I am. Everyone knows. It just was, it's an unspoken thing. It was going to be in Disney. <laughs> <laughs> so how many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? So we had, so we had three dates, the third one being the actual wedding date. So we were supposed to get married in April of 2020. So starting, we had we had invited 100 people and 80 people were going to come in April of 2020. And then, you know, obviously COVID hit. So we pushed it back a few months to September and it, Disney still was not, wasn't really, weddings weren't coming back at that time. So we still couldn't do that. So we pushed it back again. And then on the third date, we ended up having a grand total of 65 people. Oh, great. Okay. Did you set up a room block for your guests? Yes, we did a value, moderate, and a deluxe resort for everyone. Uh, We did the Pop Century, uh, the Caribbean Beach, and the Yacht Club. And we pushed for the Caribbean. That's where 
we're very, very family oriented. We love to spend time with everybody. So we pushed to try to get people to stay at the Caribbean. Actually, Ryan's parents had picked the Caribbean. I let them pick it. They wanted like an island type theme and it worked out perfect. The place was big and spacious and we all were in the same building. So that really worked out. But um, we did have people that stayed in other places as well. But majority of the guests stayed at the Caribbean. That's great. Now, how did you choose the day of the week and time of day initially and then for the date that you ended up with? So it's funny because my dad and Ryan, they joke all the time about like, if you know, if you guys don't get married here soon, who knows where this venue is going to be? I never can make a decision about anything. So the three dates were all like completely different, which is funny. Like the only thing that stayed consistent was the wedding pavilion. That was the only place that I consistently kept. Other than that, the day of the week, the time, the venue, everything was always different. I just was constantly changing my mind, (laughs) but that's like normal. That's me. But so we started with the April date. It was like a Wednesday at 9am and it was a brunch at Citrico's at, you know, the Grand Floridian. That's where it originally was. Then we moved to the second date in which never really came up since weddings didn't come back yet. And then the third date, we had to, they pushed us to a ballroom originally because of capacity and the COVID restrictions. So because of that, I wasn't, I wasn't 100% thrilled with having it in a ballroom. Not that the ballroom isn't beautiful. It really is. But that's just not what I envisioned. So I really, I envisioned like a like just windows open and just the atmosphere, just everything just speaks for itself. So that's when I chose the GM. Once I saw pictures, I fell in love with that. But the GM wasn't letting weddings come back yet at that time. So really up until like um, a month before was when I had the approval that it was definitely going to be at the GM. But we chose the date that we did uh, September 5th. We chose Labor Day weekend. I would say mainly for honestly for convenience. So We chose that, which is a Sunday, and Monday was Labor Day. So it worked out because guests could come in Friday. Uh, Those that were going to the rehearsal dinner were there, and then they just flew home on Monday, Labor Day. So it really worked out. So I would say it was mainly because of convenience on that third round, but we chose the time of day, 2.30 in the afternoon. I I wanted it to be more of like a, a regular time wedding, I guess I could say. So I didn't want it to be... I mean, I'm an early bird. I get up super early on a regular basis, but not everyone else does. So I chose, well, maybe a regular time. So, you know, people could (laughs) sleep in a little bit. But so we ended up going with 2.30 on Sunday, September 5th. That was what we went with. Now, you talked a bit about how you chose GM Lounge. How did you choose the wedding pavilion for your ceremony? So, you know, when you think of getting married in Disney, of course, I'm sure the first thing that comes to mind is like in front of the castle. And I remember when the time came, Ryan finally proposed and I was so excited and I could officially call Disney and tell them I wanted this. I remember asking them about the castle and right off the bat, I asked how much it was. And, you know, it it is obviously it was, you know, it's not for everyone and it was not in my budget. So I remember when they told me, I asked, I said, well, how much is, is it for a patch of grass? That's what I asked. <laughs> and she was like, okay, I see your budget. You don't, you, so we're not going to go the castle route, but the wedding pavilion, you can see the castle. And I said, sold. So I chose the wedding pavilion because it was the closest to getting the castle. But honestly, it's absolutely beautiful. And in, I mean, it speaks for itself. And I'm so glad we chose there. 
So it really couldn't have worked out any better. Did you use any outside vendors for your event? Yes. So I used Lejeune Artistry for our hair and makeup and they were so great. And they, we had actually, actually I ended up staying at the Grand Suite at the Grand Floridian the night before the wedding and the night of the wedding. So my girls stayed with me and Lejeune Artistry came to the room and they were so sweet. And, you know, we were sitting there like, my vision of my wedding day was me sitting there eating Mickey waffles and listening to 90s music. <laughs> and the girls like Lejeune Artistry, like they were all for it. And they I mean, they were just for whatever I wanted, which was so great. They were so accommodating and so sweet. Like they actually stayed a couple minutes after and just chatted and talked like they were they really did go above and beyond. So I chose them. And then I also had Catherine Martel for my dress themings, which I didn't think I would need originally, but then, you know, once I drove from Delaware down there, the dress did not look like it once did. (laughs) So she came and saved the day. That's wonderful. How did you choose your officiant? So our officiant was Rev Kev, Reverend Kevin Knox. And (laughs) I love telling this story, actually. So my maid of honor, my best friend, Rebecca, she is pretty much like me and she knows exactly how detail oriented and how much of a perfectionist I am and how everything just has to be perfect. So she took it upon herself, which I loved that she did. She went and interviewed officiants for me. <laughs> she took a list of like names and she called people and she just kind of did it on her own. And I remember she texted me one day and said, you need to call me ASAP. This is important. And I thought something happened. And I remember calling her and she said, I found the one I found your officiant. And I said, I'm sorry, you did what? And she said, I called around and Rev Kev is what he likes to be called. And she said, he's funny. And I know you're going to love him as much as me. I already booked him. You just need to pay the deposit. I was like, oh, uh, okay. So I remember calling him later that night. Not that I didn't trust her, but you know, I wanted to talk to him myself. And she was so right. He he's so funny and down to earth, and he just makes you feel so comfortable. So I chose my officiant because of my maid of honor. <laughs> but um, yeah, he was perfect. I'm so glad. I'm so glad she picked him. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Did you add any kind of entertainment to your reception or your ceremony? Well, I had the carriage, which I know isn't necessarily like, I guess, entertainment in itself, but we had the carriage and we had Major Domo come to the ceremony and, you know, Rev Kev said he loves when like people do Major Domo because he likes to really scare the best man. So he did a really (laughs) good job. He said, you know, I'm going to, like when we were FaceTiming with him originally, he was like, I'm going to wait until the best man looks like, you know, he's going to pee himself and then I'm going to tell Major Domo to come out. (laughs) So... (laughs) So the best man was a little worried there for a little bit, but then, uh, you know, the trumpets went and out came Major Domo and it was just, it worked out. It played so well into it. And then I also had Mickey and Minnie at the reception, which I, to me was important. I felt, you know, I I wanted a Disney wedding and I was going to have Mickey and Minnie there. So that was my entertainment that I had. That's great. And how did you find it with the physical distancing set up? So I not necessarily was a huge fan of that, but I, I actually went back and forth about having them there. And Ryan was like, you have wanted Mickey and Minnie since day one. You've always wanted them there. Like if you back out, you're going to, you're going to regret it. And I, and I, I was very close to backing out just because I don't know. I just wanted, I, I pictured us having pictures maskless and close. That's what I wanted, but obviously that couldn't happen. But in the end, 
it worked out our cake photos. We don't have masks on during those. And that's perfect. Like everyone was happy making a mini were there. You know, I loved picking their outfits. I picked the gold. So I just, I'm so glad that I listened to Ryan for once. <laughs> I listened <laughs> to him and I went with making a mini. So really th- that was ended up being not a big deal in the end. Oh, good. Do you have any menu items or cake flavors you would recommend? Yes. So Ryan and I went with it. We tried to go with a theme of like bride and groom favorite. So something that Ryan and I are obsessed with are mashed potatoes. We love mashed (laughs) potatoes. So, and we love putting creamed corn on our mashed potatoes. Mm -hmm. So I remember my wedding planner was Pamela who, gosh, she was the best planner. I had Pamela since we started the journey in 2019. So she truly knew how we were. But I remember when I told her about this mashed potato bar and I said we needed to have creamed corn. She's like, why? (laughs) But I explained to her about how that goes on. That goes on top. That's what we do. So we had the creamed corn and a bunch of other toppings and the sweet potatoes and mashed potatoes. So that was a hit with that. And people still talk about this creamed corn. Like, I don't know (laughs) what Disney does to make it any different, but (laughs) but it was really great. And then we also had churros, which are Ryan's favorite. And I had, of course, Mickey Waffles, the action station for that. And then for our cakes, we each picked a layer. I did lavender and cream cheese. I'm very much of like, I describe Ryan and I very opposite in a lot of ways. So I like like the different, you know, tastes and all the, I like to make things unique. And Ryan's very much like a child. So he t- he picked Funfetti and buttercream and I picked lavender and cream cheese, but everyone loved the Funfetti cake. So it worked out. <laughs> <laughs> Can you talk a bit about your dessert party and what kind of desserts you chose? So we kept the dessert party very light. I guess like the main reason I really had one was I didn't necessarily need the desserts. I really wanted the private fireworks and we wanted to play it into our private ride into soaring. So I was talking to Pamela and I was like, you know, we're gonna have so much food at the reception. I don't, I don't really want to go too crazy with that. So we ended up just keeping it really light. And we did like the ice cream novelty bars. And then we also did popcorn. We and then soft drinks. We didn't do anything over the top. We kept it. By that time, everyone was stuffed anyway, so it worked out. But um, yeah, we just kept it very light for the dessert party. Got it. Where did you have your rehearsal dinner? So our rehearsal dinner was in Animal Kingdom, and I'm so I'm so happy, and we're still so thankful that Ryan's family was okay with our crazy idea of having it in Animal Kingdom. But we wanted to keep the park theme going, so. We chose Animal Kingdom and Tamu Tamu to where we had our meal at. So we had barbecue and uh, I let, you know, Ryan's, Ryan and his parents pretty much picked that. And we had a private ride on the safari, which was awesome because our bridal party got to experience the safari and going into Animal Kingdom and then the next day being in Epcot and doing the ride on soaring. So the bridal party really got to cover a lot of grounds. So, but yes, our rehearsal dinner was in Animal Kingdom. That's great. Can you give my listeners a timeline of how the wedding day ran? Yes. So we, like I said, I was at the Grand Suite. So we all got up the morning of and Lee June Archery came around 9am. So they came in the morning and we had our Mickey waffles ready. My girl surprised me with a charcuterie board, which I love charcuterie. So they surprised me with that. 
we were listening to music. I mean, it was a beautiful day. I was so, so worried about the weather because I will find something to worry about. <laughs> so I was worrying about the weather, but honestly, it could not have been any better weather. I just remember we had all the balconies open because there was five balconies in the grand suite. So it was just amazing. So we had the, the balconies open and around two o'clock, I guess, was when really when, I mean, we, we actually got ready pretty early and we were kind of like almost waiting around. I don't know how it happened that way, but so we were just ready and hanging out until we were called down. And then around two thirty was when the ceremony started. So at two, we went down. I had a first look with my dad, which was, you know, uh, that's when it hit me. I guess you could say at that point, I was pretty fine most of the time. And then when I had my first look, that's when it all went out the window. But, um, so we had our first look and then I went downstairs in the Grand Floridian and you know we met up with the, the bridesmaids and we did our photos there. Ryan and the groomsmen and the ring bearers had already had their photos um, and his family photos. So I did a picture on the staircase. I envisioned that when I when I got this dress, I was like, this dress to me is like a Grand Floridian staircase dress. <laughs> so I need to make sure I get pictures. So we did some pictures there and then the carriage took dad and I to the ceremony for 2.30. And I remember it being super hot in that plastic dome in the carriage. <laughs> and I, I like love heat. I've heat is like my favorite thing. But being in that carriage, I was like, no, I, I, I was starting to struggle there. But um, we got there, they had water ready for us. Like, of course, Disney was over the top with everything. And I just remember, <laughs> right before I walked into the ceremony, I remember turning around to Ariel, who was with me that day. And I turned around, and I was like, there's people in there, right? And she's like, yes, Jessica, there are people in there. <laughs> so then the doors opened. And then of course, that's when the ceremony started. Ryan and I exchanged our own vows that we had made. So that was special to us. And that's when Domo came, of course, as well. And then when the ceremony was done, we had our, our exit where we played happily ever after. And we had, you know, the guests were outside with the pedals and we got on the carriage and we took a couple laps around and the guests left to go to Epcot and they went to the GM Center for Cocktail Hour and Ryan and I took our photos and after that we went to GM and that's when something I really like that they do is they they made us eat which I was very appreciative of um, even though I was fine, but I still felt like, you know, I hope somebody forces me to eat. So they had Ryan and I eat uh, in the main room while everyone was at the cocktail hour. And I, we still talk about how great that was that they did that for us. Hmm. So we ate, we ate just us and we got to really know the DJ and talk to the photographers. And that was fun. So then the reception started and we had the, our music and the buffet. And after that, we went to so right before that it started to rain which not a lot but it, it rained and I remember you know the the planners being like you know unfortunately it's starting to rain we have to go with rain back up and I was like no like I'm envisioning France for the fireworks like why it can't rain and they're like it's gonna work out I promise and so you know they put ponchos on all of us and I always say like only in in Florida, will I have a poncho with a wedding dress? <laughs> so we're like leaving and we go over to the Living Seas, which was awesome. And I actually, it could not have worked out any better. So we had our dessert party light snacks in there. And then we walked to fireworks, the rain stopped. So we um, watched the fireworks. And then after that, we all rode soaring. 
it was a jam packed day, but I mean, of course I can only speak for myself, but it was, it was amazing the amount of grounds we covered and how fun it was, but, but it really, it really was over the top. We really jammed a lot in. (laughs) So when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention or your budget? Well, there was quite a few things, but I would say food was one of our top ones just because we really wanted to make it as unique as possible. We wanted the whole wedding to be unique. So food was something that was top on our list. I know this is not really like a, this is a silly one, but just making the guests happy. I know, of course, everyone says, you know, as long as you guys are happy and we a hundred percent were, but we wanted our guests to be wowed. And it was something that was very important to us to give them everything that we could offer and just leave them with this like memorable experience that was just over the top. And that was very important to us. So we did that. Of course, the food photography was important, but it ended up not being as important as I thought it once would. I mean, in the end, I mean, our pictures are so beautiful. I couldn't have asked for any other photos. Like I couldn't have thought of anything else. So that one isn't, wasn't as important on the list. So it was just, I would say food, keeping our guests happy and wowing them and floral, which I wanted, I wanted for the photos, beautiful floral. Like that was something I was really wanting and envisioning. So we didn't do a lot at the reception just because they had the windows at GM, but I wanted the centerpieces to be like big and our sweetheart table to just be like, have this huge display on it. So we ended up using the same one from the ceremony brought to the reception. So that worked out, but um, those would probably be my most important top, top ones. Got it. And then what aspects were less important where you saved money or just your effort? So originally, like I said, I've changed everything up numerous times. So there was a point where I had the runner at the ceremony at the wedding pavilion and we had it all picked out and everything. And then I decided like that it wasn't necessary to me that the wedding pavilion's aisle was beautiful as is. So we took that away and used that money elsewhere and reusing the floral, which, I mean, even though the floral was important, we were able to save it by reusing everything. The centerpieces, everything was broken apart from the ceremony and brought to the reception. So that that was something I wanted to, because floral, you know, it adds up. It, it can be expensive. So we wanted to make sure that we really got the best use out of the floral. So those are probably the, the least important things. So what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? Well, there's so many, but I know the right answer is to say that, you know, I got to marry my best friend and that really (laughs) truly is, but there's so much stuff up there with that. (laughs) So just being, being there with everybody, I mean, our having the 65 people there was just enough people. It was perfect. It was our closest family and friends. We got to share, you know, our favorite day with everybody. And I mean, just sharing your wedding day with your loved ones is like the best memory ever. But we also, you know, exchanged our own vows, which I was not at all for originally. And Ryan was like, you know, let's do that. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. And and then I eventually caved in and I was so, so glad we did because it just made it so much better writing our own vows. I was so worried that he would have like four lines and that I would have like this chapter book, but <laughs> it ended up working out and we both had the same amount <laughs> of wording. So it worked out. But and the other thing that I thought was so, so great was having happily ever after like the actual song played while we left. 
I told Pamela, I was like, we've got to make this work. I, and cause they were just, it was just going to be like instrumental, but she was like, Nope, we'll make sure we have it. Because since he proposed during happily ever after, I wanted us to leave the ceremony with that song playing. So it worked out and we still get chills hearing that, but it's sad that happily ever after is officially done, but we are still going to, we're going to live on with it. <laughs> <laughs> so then did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? I wouldn't say anything went wrong. It, it ended up being everything and more is how I explain it. But I guess what I thought was going to be a big deal was the masks. I was so worried about that. And I mean, I went like back and forth about keeping it or indoors or, or switching it to outdoors, but I knew it was hurricane season and I didn't want to be concerned about weather. So I just had it all indoors and I was worried that I was literally going to be the only one on the dance floor because I love to dance. And I was like, what if nobody else wants to dance with the mask on? <laughs> but everyone was out there and DJ Steve uh, from power entertainment, he was our DJ and he got everybody out there and he's a huge Eagles fan. So my husband's side of the family, like loved him off the bat, but he, he was really, he, he was really big on just getting everybody out there. And he even played the Eagles. Like he had everyone, you know, going E A G L E S. Like it was just so fun. And I mean, we had the Congo line on songs that weren't even the Congo. <laughs> so it just, <laughs> it was great. <laughs> it worked out and it, the masks ended up not being as important as I thought. I was worried that people were going to be like, I don't want to go to this. It's, I have to wear a mask, <laughs> but it ended up being perfect. Oh, great. Is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? Really? No, I, I would have, you know, Ryan and I talk about this day every day. We relive it like all the time. And there's not a single thing we would have changed. Everyone, all the planners were over the top. Pamela, like I, I can't stress how great she was and just little things. Like I remember walking down the aisle and I remember my allergies were so bad and I couldn't like hear out of my ears. <laughs> and I remember talking to Dean and Mike, my photographers. And I was like, Dean, like, I can't hear my allergies are so bad. And he went and got me Sudafed and brought it back. Like he, like just little things. They just, there is not a single thing that I would have changed. And their one thing that day was to make you happy and they succeeded. I mean, it was, it was over the top. That's wonderful. Do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney couples? I would say, well, my, my two top words would be patience and trust. So patience, because I am, I'm probably one of the most impatient people, but I had to learn to be patient during this whole process. So it just, you know, with COVID starting, I had a 17 month planned wedding. And during this process, I had to be very patient and I, you know, you have to be considerate, the, the wedding planners, I can only imagine what they are going through and what, you know, they have to come up with all these decisions and they have all these brides on them. So I just, you have to be patient and let, and just trust in them. Like Disney knows what they're doing. They always do. They always have. So you just have to trust that that day, it's just going to turn out the way you want it. And I very much like to be in control of things. And I had to let a lot of stuff go. Like, I could not be in control of everything. I couldn't see what it was going to look like ahead of time. So I just had to trust them and just trusting them and being patient. Like you'll be, I mean, it's, it'll be exactly what you want and just putting in everything you want. So I was, I was thankful to have an actual planning session. We had a full day. This was right before COVID. Um, this was in 2019. So I had a full day with my planners and we 
you know, we tasted the foods, we had the cake, we did the whole thing. So I was very, very fortunate to be able to get that part in of the normal weddings. Um, so just putting in everything you ever thought of, you would be surprised what you can actually budget and get like you, you wouldn't some things that you think would be way too much money actually aren't. So that part worked out. Um, and surprising the guests, of course, I wanted to do a lot and wow them. So definitely surprise the guests with stuff. No one's, you know, not everyone has been to a Disney wedding. So, you know, whatever you're going to do, they have, they don't have anything else to compare it to. (laughs) So I definitely would surprise the guests. And my last thing, which I think is the most important is to live in the moment. I know it can be stressful. All weddings are. And if you're like me, you know, you want to be controlling and be in charge of everything, but really just living in that moment and just taking it all in, like you're never going to have another Disney wedding again. And, and just, just soaking all that in. And it just really like, it still brings tears to my eyes. It, I'm so blessed and thankful to be able to have a wedding there. That's fantastic. Well, Jessica, I think you've offered a ton of great advice and tips for anyone who's interested in planning a wedding or a vow renewal at Walt Disney World. And I appreciate your taking the time. Thank you so much. It was an honor to be here. Thank you. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. Past shows and tons of photos for each episode are available on my website, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com, or listen in your favorite podcast app. And for instant answers to all your Walt Disney World wedding questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at FairyTaleWeddingsGuide.com.